Almost every day, you read or hear about people working more for less money, and today's physician appears to be no different. So how can today's doctors maximize revenue in an environment where health insurers want to put on the squeeze in the face of rising medical costs? Welcome to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Tim Dugan. He's the co-founder of Water Street Healthcare Partners, one of the largest private equity firms focused solely on the healthcare industry. Established in 2005, Water Street Healthcare Partners has become known for its healthcare expertise, investing in several different businesses through acquisitions and strategic partnerships with some of the biggest medical product companies in the business, like Medtronic, Inc. and Stryker Corporation. Prior to founding Water Street, Mr. Dugan was a founding partner at One Equity Partners, which our listeners may be more familiar with as the $5.5 billion private equity arm of J.P. Morgan Chase. Mr. Dugan has a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and economics from Stanford University and a master's degree in business administration from the University of Chicago School of Business. Tim Dugan, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you for having me, Bruce. Well, this is very fascinating that, you know, you are day-to-day very active in private equity, which, of course, is a huge trend in all businesses and particularly in healthcare. And so tell us about physicians and how can they improve their revenue streams in what seems to be a challenging environment and is ever so with every passing day? Well, first, I think you're right. I would agree that doctor's compensation is increasing at a very low rate. Some of the statistics that I've seen last year, the median salary increase for internists, family physicians, and pediatricians was about 2%, and for most other practitioners was actually less than 2%. Of course, that's not keeping pace with inflation, which last year rose about 2.5%. The two biggest culprits, I think, impacting doctors' compensation are continued cutbacks in third-party reimbursement and increasing overhead costs. And if we look at the cutback piece of that, The government and payers continue to cut back doctors' compensation, and there's another big punch likely coming later this year when the government is set to cut back Medicare reimbursement to doctors by about 10% mid-year. And at the same time, on the administrative side, doctors are being pushed with higher costs to run their medical practices, increased paperwork and administrative requirements, compliance requirements, rising malpractice insurance costs are all combining to cause the cost of running a practice today to go up about 20%. So I think doctors do need to look at, and and I look forward to talking about some of the things that they can do to increase their revenue stream, which is really the key issue. We know that, you know, primary care doctors may be being hit harder than others. So if we could just move into that area, where are some of these areas where they can increase revenue? And perhaps maybe you could start with the primary care set or, you know, our family physicians and our internists that are, you know, the bulk of our physicians in this country and who quite frankly, are on the front lines with dealing with a lot of the headaches on reimbursement. Yeah, in longer term, of course, not to lose sight of it, I think there's a need to change the way that the government and payers focus on rewarding doctors for providing high-quality and efficient care. But shorter term, there are several strategies, I think, that doctors can employ to help boost their revenue. One is to consider joining a group practice or combining groups into a larger group practice. The statistics are pretty compelling here in that doctors affiliated with larger group practices do earn more money than solo practitioners, 15 to 20 percent more, according to several of the statistics that we look at. 
And you get, in addition to the economics, several advantages. One is you have more negotiating power with insurers. Uh, you can raise capital to expand your service offering and introduce new procedures. You can lower your operating costs by pooling resources and having more collective purchasing power in the outsourced services that you use or leveraging administrative staff. The downside, of course, in joining a larger practice is that doctors can lose some of their autonomy and ability to act independently, and it just may not be appealing at an individual level. So to think about other alternatives, investing in ancillary services is something that we have seen a number of practices get involved with. These would be services such as diagnostic imaging, physical therapy, laboratory services. Many groups already do this, and we know it makes a positive impact on their earnings. However, here, too, there are some things to consider. One is that putting these ancillary service offerings in place does increase the management burden for the physician. And the second is that they are coming under increased scrutiny from payers due to perceptions of increased utilization when these services are owned or co-owned by a physician. Third is consider investing in point-of-care diagnostics. There are a lot of new point-of-care tests coming into the marketplace, and I think we'll continue to see that accelerate. These run the gamut from basic chemistry tests for things like cholesterol, cancer screening, colon and prostate cancer, and then higher-value amino assay tests for cardiac screening. These are both a great source of revenue for the physician, but they also have the benefit of increasing the doctor's efficiency. In most cases, these tests can deliver faster results and identify a condition or disease earlier. So the number of overall patient visits between the doctor and that particular patient at issue can be reduced. They don't need to come back for a follow-up visit if you can conduct that test on-site and provide a result and determine a treatment protocol very quickly. Net effect being that you can increase your revenue and lower overall costs for the system and improve patient outcomes, which we think is a winning combination. So those are three, and I can continue on here and talk about some others, but those are three right off the top that we think are somewhat interesting. Well, that is very interesting. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Inside Healthcare on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. And my guest today is Tim Dugan. He is the co-founder of one of the nation's largest private equity firms. It is called Water Street Healthcare Partners, and it's focused solely on the healthcare industry. And we're talking about ways that physicians can maximize revenue in an environment where it is increasingly more difficult. And Tim mentioned perhaps physicians joining a group practice, that whole idea of safety and numbers. And we know that doctors are having a difficult time, if you will, in getting their offices ready for electronic medical records and reimbursement and so forth. And I guess I have a question. Is it easy for doctors to access capital. I know that you focus on, you know, multi-million dollar investments, but is that something that physicians should consider in maximizing their revenue for the long run? I mean, is it easy for them to go out and access capital to invest in their practice? I believe it is for very large group practices. There are a number of ways that you can get financing once your underlying business gets to a certain scale. However, for Mid-sized and smaller group practices, I still think it's very difficult to consider accessing investor capital to help accomplish some of the investments that you've mentioned. Rather, I think in those circumstances, 
practices are going to have to look to the vendors, the providers of that software or hardware or point-of-care diagnostic instrument to help them provide some financing. And the businesses do offer different models for an economic arrangement with the practice to accomplish that. It, it may be a instead of having to acquire, for example, a piece of diagnostic equipment up front, you could strike an arrangement with a provider where the payment to the vendor is on a per-test basis rather than an upfront cash outlay. And that, of course, is just another form of financing for the practice. Could there be other areas, too? I mean, if a physician is just joining a practice and they, you know, right out of the box, I mean, they have all sorts of issues and they're getting squeezed by this payer or that payer or they have a lot of overhead. Are there other areas where you would advise them to start when it comes to increasing their uh, revenue? Sure. And related to the topic we just touched on in the technology area, for example, you mentioned difficulties in finding the capital to invest in some of the software technologies, the health record matters in other areas. E-prescribing is another interesting area where not only are you investing in typically this is packaged with some of the other software products that administratively practitioners are going to need to put in place, but if you can put together an e-prescribing program the Senate has proposed a bill that would pay doctors a 1% bonus each time they prescribe electronically. And if it passes and gets implemented, it's not only a great source of additional revenue for the doctors, but it helps to pay for the cost of some of that underlying you know, software and hardware technology that needs to get put in place because, again, it is packaged together with that kind of system. Another area would be in dispensing pharmaceuticals. We talked about e-prescribing. Now you can actually not only do the prescription, but you can dispense pharmaceuticals, particularly in areas where antibiotics or pain medication, that's going to have a limited life to it as opposed to a chronic medication, more of an acute prescription. Those sorts of things can be prescribed by a primary care practitioner where they have the opportunity to collect a dispensing fee. In other specialty areas, for example, in urology, uh, an infusion drug, Lupron, to help treat prostate cancer. Many urologists can administer that from their offices. That, too, is another revenue-generating opportunity for physicians. And also, a lot of physicians might not realize this, but it seems that the health insurance companies are increasingly pushing the e-prescribing area as a way to get them to get hooked up with electronic medical records, and they will oftentimes offer the computers, if you will, and some of the software for free, won't they? They will. And and again, from their standpoint, it's all about taking paperwork out of the system, increasing efficiency in the system, and eliminating errors in the system. And from a payer standpoint, if you can put a program in place like an e-prescribing solution, couple it together perhaps with an electronic medical record, the payers will help, the vendors will help. There are a lot of places where practitioners can look for dollars to help put these systems in place. Do the doctors have to inquire about this or are the salespeople for the health plans and the provider network people, are they upfront about this or is it something that the physicians and the medical providers have to ask about? I think it's wise to ask. I think whether you're talking to a vendor, an equipment vendor, pharmaceutical companies or pharmaceutical distribution companies or payers, 
I think that the salespeople for these organizations, they're all interested in spending time with physicians, and physicians are inundated with salespeople. And rather than just take a couple of minutes to have them run through their agenda, whether it's to cover a new pharmaceutical product that they have or to talk with you about their hardware or software solution, physicians should take that opportunity to turn the tables and ask them some of these questions and ask them about programs and initiatives that their companies might have in place to help individual practitioners or group practices move further down the field in terms of putting some of these technologies and capabilities in place. Well, I would like to thank Tim Dugan, who has been our guest on Inside Healthcare, on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Tim is the co-founder of Water Street Healthcare Partners, which is one of the nation's largest private equity firms focused solely on the healthcare industry. And we've been talking about how physicians can maximize revenue in a very challenging environment in the insurance companies that they're dealing with. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. We welcome your comments and questions through our website at reachmd.com, which now features our entire medical show library in on-demand podcasts. And I would like to thank you today for listening.